BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. I am joined by Jacob Sanderson here on Thursday, December 28th. We've got one more week after this left of the regular season. Of course, we are wishing you all luck on whatever your Week 17 sweats may be, uh, your your home leagues. I, I hope you guys got a lot of Best Ball Mania teams alive. I hope you have a lot of DraftKings Millie teams alive. Um yeah, we're here, man. And it's uh, it's so funny to open up this slate for DFS, having memorized all these matchups seven months ago and, and seeing how, oh, this actually played out exactly how I thought it would. You know, Detroit-Dallas, which is not on this slate, is actually the nut game. Uh, Atlanta-Chicago, yeah. not as fun maybe as it could have been, <laughs> but still kind of fun. But yeah, we are we are here in Week 17, Jacob. It is the least prep that's ever been necessary for this show because I already know all the matchups. Uh, we already know all the totals. I've all the possible game stack combinations have been percolating in my mind for weeks, uh, which is good because as uh, as the listeners may be able to tell, uh, my throat is not in tip top form. Uh, we're giving a little bit of a baritone performance this week, but we're going to power through. Uh, we're going to power through here. Only one more chance to play regular season DFS without half the teams resting their starters. So we got to we got to give it up for the people. All right, well, let's begin with what I think promises to be a barn burner. I, I would be betting the over in this total. Uh, well, we got Miami-Baltimore. It would be a lot better if I thought Jalen Waddle was going to play and be fully healthy in this game. Not I mean, maybe maybe there's some chance he like runs like eight routes or something, but I, I'm guessing Jalen Waddle does not playoffs, play. in the playoffs, Jalen. Yeah, sure. I mean, that's probably more likely. The Baltimore Ravens, uh, you know, obviously no Mark Andrews, no Keaton Mitchell. They are down to just Gus Edwards in the backfield. Uh, I think it's very hard to get Tyreek this week. Early season ownership uh, is not particularly high on him, and it wasn't last week either. I, I played some 6% owned Tyreek Hill last week. Uh, it, it didn't mean shit. I, pro- honestly, probably the best play from this game are the Miami running backs, Mostert and A-Chain. And I think Isaiah likely, uh, likely it might be, it might be, it's our first game here, but I think I already might be flag planning Isaiah likely at 4,600. What are the odds we actually get more of the two running back sets in this spot with Waddle? Like I know that we always, it's like something we always hypothesize about in theory and then usually never see. We did kind of see it in the Titans game when Tyreek Hill missed the first half. They did use HM more as a, as a, as a player lined up outside with Mostert in the backfield. Um, I mean, I almost think they don't even have a choice. Like this team without Waddle really only has so many playmakers. 
And I think choosing to have only one of HN or Mostert on the field, I mean, it basically means you have two playmakers on the field at all times because you're you're just not going to be successful against the defense of Baltimore's caliber relying on Cedric Wilson and Robbie Chosen and Braxton Berrios and these other goofs. So I'm hopeful that this is a really positive uh, input for the running backs. So last week, just watching the game, this is very anecdotal. Uh, so no one fact checked me on the snaps. But after Waddle got hurt, I did notice uh, maybe two or three times HN was lined up in the slot or out wide as like a legitimate wide receiver. I think that's like a pretty clear hypothesis that you lose one of your two game-breaking players. It doesn't make sense to just funnel targets to Durham Smythe and Braxton Berrios. Although... Durham Smythe did see six targets last week, which I think was totally like shit. Jalen Waddle just got hurt. Yeah. Like we got to just find a way to get the ball down the field. Obviously, we are uh, acolytes of Mike McDaniel. We both think he's pretty good. I think that a pretty logical conclusion to we don't have Jalen Waddle is we need to find ways for Devin A. Chain to get in in space. So I will totally again agree. Be an and it's an extremely slappy. important game, right? I mean, like they this is this game is. It puts them in the driver's seat for the bye. If they lose this game, then not only are they eliminated from contention for the bye, but then they would be stuck in a win and in for the division next week. So this this game clinches them. The division would get them within one game of clinching the bye. I mean, this would not be the week to hold back on on using his playmakers. This would be the week for whatever tricks he's got up his sleeve. Like, let's see him, Mike. This is, I mean, it's essentially a playoff game in that it could save them a playoff game and earn them two additional home games. Yeah, I mean it's it. It's actually like a pretty good point. Um, thinking about player usage, like what are you saving Devin A. Chain for if you can't give him eighteen touches in this game? Um, I the so the issue on the Raven side. I mean Lamar. We don't talk about Fanduel much on here. He is free on Fanduel. He's seventy nine hundred on Fanduel. He's like the best play there. On DraftKings, I think you just do your class. You can play naked Lamar. I think you can do Lamar and Likely, Lamar and Zay. Um, maybe this is the spot to double stack Lamar because it's just as important to Baltimore as it is to Miami because it, I I believe if they win here, that locks the division up for them. And, locks the buy up too. And locks the, the buy up. So they can go, you know, full balls to the wall here and then we, we get treated to Snoop Huntley and, you know, whatever practice squad running back they want to call up next week. Yeah, and we saw last week in a game that, you know, probably wasn't actually quite as important as this one is in terms of the standings implications. But I mean, I think you can tell just even from the post-game interviews, like how seriously they took that game. Um, it was a game where they were like, yeah, this entire offensive game plan is flowing through Lamar, right? Like the running backs were not really a part of the game plan, frankly, until the last few drives when they were running out the clock, they were yeah. very rarely handing the ball off to Justice Hill and Gus Edwards. Like it was primarily Lamar's dropping back, he's throwing or he's running RPOs or he's running himself, but like almost every single play in the first half of that game until they got up by 18 points um, was flowing through Lamar. And I expect to see something very similar this week where Gus and Justice Hill are afterthoughts and it's the Lamar show. And the nice thing about Mark Andrews not being a part of this situation anymore is that it has become way easier to double stack Lamar um, in that the target shares are more evenly distributed. There's right. no prohibitive price option. So you can play Lamar and I would just all, probably always include likely in the stack just to, to fill tight end. Um, but like Lamar likely and one of Zay or Odell, if you want, I mean, but his usage has gone down recently, I think is like very, very in play. 
Yeah, I'm with you there. All right, our next game, the New England Patriots at the Buffalo Bills. So it's this weird thing where the Patriots team total is literally sub-14, but DeMario Douglas and Ezekiel Elliott both still project well because Ezekiel Elliott gets almost every running back touch. I think Kevin Harris had seven snaps. He just managed to score on one of them. And... um. Douglas, you know, like he's cheap. There's not a ton of, there's not a plethora of cheap wide receivers this week. I, I would be looking to avoid Zeke. I think I would just rather play Clyde in any given cheap running back spot. Um, And then I'll, honestly, on the Bills side, like sure, James Cook is a good play. 20 carries last week. People might get a little bit of sticker shock seeing 7K James Cook. I'm not like super into... Diggs or Davis or Kincaid. Kincaid actually like the hypothesis that Knox will come back and steal his routes. It, it totally happened. Like he's down to like sixty percent. It's like down to sixty percent of the routes. Like they have this crazy high team total. Twenty seven points. I think is the second highest of the slate. Yeah, it is the second highest of the slate. And sure, I mean Josh Allen is like always a good play, but I'm not like looking to like jam Stephon Diggs this week. I don't think. Yeah, I mean Cook's a good play. I I think like game theory brain on Diggs is a good play historically has smashed the Patriots you look at his target share every week it's still very strong even though he's had this massive cold stretch I don't think if I like try to just use the brain that he's DOA um but then when I use the heart and I use the the hand build fingers uh it's going to be hard for me to actually click on Stefan Diggs's name after he's gone under 30 yards in like half his last six games um but I, I I do think it, it makes sense to play him. I do think James Cook is probably the best play in this game. I'm a I'm with you on the Zeke thing. Like I thought I thought Zeke was a great play versus Pittsburgh and against Denver in two really, really plus matchups with all this volume. And I thought he was more of like a eh floor play against Kansas City. And I feel more similarly to that in this Buffalo spot. Like when they're in favorable environments, everything is flowing through him, but they're they're not this week. And and I think he probably is more likely to come back to that 10 to 12 to 15 point range rather than a different speak ceiling. Yep. I, I, I completely, I completely agree there. Um, like I think you can play Allen naked as well. Like, and just be like, he throws one to Knox, one to Kincaid runs to in like whatever, like, and it, I mean, jo- I think Josh Allen would like to win MVP. So maybe we see like, you know, one extra drive from him or two extra drives than we would in a normal blowout scenario yeah. uh so yeah whatever all right Atlanta. I, I will note that like for all oh, the people saying that zeke is back um like he did turn like 11 targets and 12 carries so 23 opportunities into 60 total yards like like he's not actually like efficient like it's in the workload is incredible and in good matchups if you score a touchdown you're 100 getting there but I, I still wouldn't view him as like a player who's likely to provide you efficiency in this matchup versus buffalo yeah, I think that is accurate. All right, Atlanta, Chicago. <clears throat> you know, it's the Atlanta Falcons with Taylor Heineke outdoors against a Bears defense that's playing pretty well. Yeah. I think Fields actually at like not crazy ownership. See, like he'll definitely be less owned than Lamar and Jalen. Yes. So I, I think, I think, like I mean, obviously, like J- Justin Fields and DJ Moore or Justin Fields and Cole Komet kind of writes itself every week. To me, this yeah. does not does not speak to me as a Kyle Pitts, Drake London, or even particularly Bijan Robinson week. I mean, Bijan is kind of like always, anytime Bijan is not like chalk, and you think there's a chance that Arthur Smith comes into the game being like, this guy's going to get 23 carries, I, I got no issue with it. I would prefer 
a chain at kind of roughly that that similar price you know just looking at how these guys are projected like Bijan's raw projection is not good this week at no, 6600 um so just i don't know this is like this is probably a favorite to be one of the worst games on red zone of the entire slate yeah i mean that's kind of what everyone speculated in the summer and uh there's a lot to be get wrong in the summer but uh it seems like people were right about this this game it's probably going to suck um yeah i would play I would play Fields more, or I or I play Fields Commit, and I probably wouldn't play a bring back. I would play Bijan if I was playing anyone, um, or I would just ignore the game entirely. Yeah, and it sounds like Foreman is going to be back this week. I speculated that so he'd be real sneaky is... last week, but now I just think it's going to be a mess because Herbert played well. Yeah, when he had not played well in a long time, I don't think he'd like had like a good efficiency game since like week four or something. And then Roshan still played all the long down a distance, so it's like. This is a true three-way mess backfield with the quarterback taking 20% of the rushes and a 37-point total. So it's just, it's not. Last week, I was in on Roshan um, after Foreman got announced out. I, I probably will not be back in on him this week. Sounds like we are going to get C.J. Stroud back for the Houston Texans against the Tennessee Titans. Titans defense, they have given up. They're eliminated from playoff contention. Again, sounds like Tannehill might have to start this game because Levis has this ankle injury. Yeah, and I mean, I wonder if it's kind of one of those things where the shine of the apple for the Houston Texans is off a little bit because like they're kind of outside looking in on the playoffs right now, and we haven't seen C.J. Stroud, and like they lost last week in kind of like ridiculous fashion. Devin Singletary is getting all these touches. Like I do wonder if Stroud-Nico combos are like, way less owned than they would have been three weeks ago, just because the sample is not fresh in our mind. Um, could not possibly agree more. I think this is a massive spot for them. Um, indoors against a bad secondary. And I mean, who knows what we're going to see on return. But like, as far as I know, the medical experts usually say there's not any major return to performance issues upon return from a concussion. Nico Collins is back. I know there's no Tank Dell, but like the fact that I'm seeing low projected ownership for Stroud, Nico, no Tank Dell indoors, good matchup is is crazy. So this this will 100% be my flag plan. Um, I I will play Stroud, Nico, stack, and honestly, maybe 100% of my lineups. Um, I think it's it's kind of crazy that they're getting this massive of a discount just because we haven't seen it in a while. Obviously, could go wrong, but. If you just start from the assumption that they are the same Stroud and Nico that they were four weeks ago, which is at least possible, um, they they would probably be like eight and fourteen percent owned um, without Tank Dell, maybe higher. And right now we're seeing less than half of that. Maybe it sneaks up by the end of the week and then I change. But if it stays as it is right now, I think that's um, a pretty massive spot. Uh, and you can play Singletary even included in the stack if you want to like onslaught it as well. Yeah, you definitely can. And Nico came back last week and played about half the snaps, but obviously a ton of those were like not run blocking snaps. Like he was just out there for passing downs. He got six targets on 35 snaps. So it like, I'm not really that worried about, about Nico's health. And, you know, I mean, these are to, again, to talk about uh, what's going on in the larger NFL stuff, like super important game for yeah. the, the Houston Texans that right now they are, 34% to make the playoffs, but if they win this game and they beat the Colts next week, they are locks to make the playoffs. They're like they're like 100% to make the playoffs. Is that going to be our Sunday night game? 
I don't I don't know I don't know the specifics well enough of like all the scenarios, but it's it's a pretty good chance to be this like the, if the play I mean game. if the Texans beat the Raiders and the Colts or sorry if the Colts beat the Raiders and the Texans beat the Titans, then that's definitely a win and end game. Um yes. so we might we might get that in prime time. We'll see. Yes. Um all right. Our next game is that game, the Las Vegas Raiders against the Indianapolis Colts. Oof. Um why did Jonathan Taylor suck last week? I, I don't. I don't. I don't. Yeah, like, kind of just, bad. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it was. It was not great there. Um, I think Zamir White is like a a perfectly cromulent play. Yeah. You know exactly what you're getting if Josh Jacobs doesn't go. Sounds like the team wants him to play, and I guess they're after that win against the Chiefs. They are not drawing. They are technically in playoff. Yeah. Contention. Yeah. They are not. They are not drawing unlive to the playoffs so i think any idea of like jacobs getting rested if they beat the colts and they beat the broncos they have a 35 percent chance to make the playoffs so jacobs will probably play i can't even really do the Devonte adams thing honestly anymore like aiden o'connell stinks dude he stinks don't say that don't say that i i have a Devonte adams alec pierce mini correlation in my fastball mania finals uh team um and I've been I've been talking myself into it more by the hour. Like the more that I am like, man, I snuck this 202 Devontae all the way into the finals in spite of him trying to sabotage me. And now he gets this super, super passive defense, which is gonna be able to do whatever he wants indoors. Like this is this is what it's all about, you know, the low owned Devontae Adams 40 point explosion. Um Will I play it in DFS? No, because personally, I'm using my DFS lineups to hedge against anyone I don't have in my basketball right. media lineup. But uh, I actually think it's not a horrendous play. Um, I, I do genuinely think that this is a strong spot for him. Like he still has had spike games with Aiden O'Connell. It's just that the floor is t- horrible. Um, we just saw two weeks ago, he had a really nice game against the Chargers. Um, he had a blow up spot against Miami. Um, He's had strong games. I think that the Chiefs matchup was always pretty horrible. He was going to be on the road. It was also a weird game in that the Raiders scored two consecutive defensive touchdowns. So they basically went an entire quarter without possessing the ball. Um, Sorry, I should have trigger warning before uh, running that down. So so, like it couldn't have gone worse. His target share is still ridiculous. And the Colts, like someone made that chart of which defenses have the most like variance and how they set up snap to snap the Colts are like dead last they're just gonna play the most passive cover three possible all games but Gus Bradley does I think if they want to scheme the ball to Devontae it will be very easy for them to do so he's just gonna be running free um finding the holes in the zones all day and whether Aiden O'Connell can hit him I have no idea but um I think he actually does have a very legitimate ceiling this week um and I don't know if Pittman's gonna play or not he returned to limited practice but kind of scary situation where he was cleared and then he got uncleared with whiplash symptoms. So hard to say, uh, if he does play, he's always a good play. He just gets so many targets. Um, and if he doesn't, then, you know, I wouldn't let last week completely discourage me from taking flyers on a Josh Downster and Alec Pierce. Yeah. I, I probably can't get there on those guys. Like, May, and maybe I'll maybe I'll change my tune if if like for salary constraints or whatever. But and and this is what you know this is one of the games that is being played in a dome, so that's nice. But like, not not going to be playing Minshew, not going to be playing O'Connell, probably not going to be playing Adams. Taylor maybe is like a little interesting at seventy three hundred, but again, 
I mean, even Jacobs, if he plays in this game, is 6,200. I, I probably would, yeah. would rather play Jacobs. I'd probably play. rather play, like, DeAndre Swift. I, I, we didn't even talk about Derrick Henry, but, like, Henry against the Texans, it's such a meme, you know? Like, whatever. Uh, it's all – it's all it's it's this game is not that interesting. It's not as interesting as I, I mean, thought it was going to be seven months ago for sure. I'm obligated. Like these Colts home games always go over the total. Like they yeah. they play so fast, especially at home. Like I don't know. I think that this game is more alive. And maybe I'm just talking myself into it because I'm a Colts fan and I have this game owned on my BBM roster. So I'm acknowledging my bias. But I, I would not be surprised if we get 45 to 50 points here. Yeah, I I, I guess I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised either. Um. Michael Mayer was out last week. He's like super cheap. I don't know, whatever. Sure. Fine. Uh, all right. Carolina and Jacksonville. I'm not going to debase myself by even talking about like playing Miles Sanders with Chuba Hubbard, maybe out. I just like, whatever. If he projects that well, fine. I'm not playing Adam Thielen. I'm not playing Mingo. I'm not playing shark. I really don't even want to play any Jaguars. Like Trevor Lawrence is Trevor Lawrence is doing like the the Black Knight for Monty Python thing right now. He's like he's got a concussion, he's got a rib injury, he's got an AC, he's got an AC joint injury, and I think he's gonna play. I think the line is suggesting that Lawrence is gonna play, gonna play because also by the way, CJ Beathard was did not practice either. CJ Beathard somehow, despite not playing, is hurt, got hurt. He he was he didn't practice on Wednesday, so. And I think Nathan Rourke maybe got claimed by someone. Yeah, so he's he not did. Even... He did by the Texans, which um, really ruins this week. Um, I mean, oh, man, the chance that we could have seen Nathan Rourke in this spot would have made my entire week. Um, yeah, it would have so been, been great. So depressed. But like Ridley, two touchdown chalk last week. I, I, I would literally rather play Parker Washington than Calvin Ridley. Um <laughs> I, I'm not I'm just not signing up for that experience. Um Washington looked really good his first two games and then like immediately like entered into yeah. the Zay Jones zone. Uh, Ingram is the best play in this game. Um that he, guy just gets bottled targets. Yeah, you can seven most catches in the NFL. Wow, that's kind of disgusting. It's, um, it's really disgusting. Uh no DJ Shark revenge game for you? No, no, no. I just like <laughs> Sure, Bryce can make his throws and Josh Norris can tweet about how Bryce Young is part of the solution and not part of the problem or whatever, but like I ain't buying it. I, I am not. Maybe I will buy Bryce Young next year when they pay T. Higgins, uh, you know, five years, 190 million just to get someone for Bryce Young to throw the ball to. But I, I'm not, I, there, I think on a 13 game slate, Carolina Panthers receiving options, it's, it's just too thin of, of an area. Yeah. man the feeling dream like gone as fast as it came to us hey like that was an, for the first half of the season like he was basically 2021 cooper cup and then uh how quickly it's faded um so what happens yeah, to old I, guys man o- old guys it's it's the way it's always been explained to me is that old guys yeah. can access what they used to be able to do every once in a while but they can't do it every day or every game and and that's the issue and feeling used it all up uh, too early. Um, man, if this was a month ago, ETN at $7,200 versus Carolina would have been 40% right. owned. And yeah, it's probably going to be 10. I fear that Travis ETN has entered into the 2023 <laughs> Pollard zone where I just watch him and it, it just bumped. I mean, could he be hurt? Was he just running hot on touchdowns? I, I don't know. Could It could just be downwind effects of Trevor Lawrence playing like shit, but... 
the efficiency is like gone for ETN in every facet of the game. Not great. Still kind of want to play it against Carolina. Well, I mean, he will be like whatever he would have been owned for. Like his role is still like he's like his his role is good relative to the other backs. Like Dearness plays a little bit, but like he still gets the majority of all the high value touches. Um, the, the main problem is that they like this is a team where when they fall behind, they fully abandon the run. Like they do not stick with the run, so they they need to be playing from ahead. But they probably have a pretty good chance to do that this week against Carolina. Yes. Yeah, that's definitely that's definitely true. I mean, ETN is projecting at four percent owned, so you know that's hard to say no to. I'm not gonna fly plan up that he'll be in the mix. All right. Next game, very interesting. A game that somehow I stacked like every way possible in Best Ball Mania and still did not end up with like a bazillion Puka teams. We got the Los Angeles Rams traveling to play against the Giants. Obviously, Daniel Jones died suddenly, and that's a big reason why uh those teams did not do that well wandale slayton they're fine salary relief options with tyrod starting i think tyrod is even like you could do tyrod great play yeah you could do tyrod and cup and and waller or whatever slayton barkley fine kyron is very kyron is one of the most fascinating plays of the slate because he's finally priced like he should be yeah 8300 on DraftKings, and still too low I just sort of think there's going to be, it's kind of like with Cook. I think there's just going to be sticker shock of being like, wait, Kyron Williams, like I'm paying more for Kyron Williams than I am for Alvin Kamara and Barkley and Taylor and Jacobs and Swift and Henry and all these guys I know. Like, I like, and I think he is at like six to 10%. He, he probably is the best play of the slate. Uh, if he comes in at that, yeah, I'm seeing that uh, higher right now, but I'm seeing low ownership on Puka and Cup. And the Giants' defense sucks. I mean, I get the game script would project for more Kyron. I think, like, so I have the Stafford-Puka stack on that team as well. And I am freaking pumped that Tyrod is playing in this game because I have, like, no concerns about Stafford and Puka's ability to carve up this Giants' defense if they desire to. My only concern is just if the Giants were totally non-competitive. Um, I don't think Tyrod's great, but he's, like, Galaxy's better than Tommy DeVito. And he has that gorgeous deep ball so i think you at least are drawing live for tyrod to throw like a couple pearls to darius slayton um or to jalen hyatt or some seam routes to waller score a couple touchdowns and actually keep the rams engaged throughout the rest of this game so i i think all the 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 three key rams um and stafford are in play i mean i don't know if i'll actually get the stafford but i i do think each of kyron puka and cop are, are totally in play yeah, I mean, probably the I would actually argue eighty one hundred dollar cup, seventy nine hundred dollar Puka, eighty three hundred dollar Kyron, like one of those guys is making it into the optimal this weekend. I don't know which one. Yeah. You know, I'm not I'm not a soothsayer, but I feel pretty good that like one of those guys is gonna eclipse thirty points pretty easily. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and Barkley at sixty nine hundred, I I think he's I think he's perfectly cromulent, perfectly cromulent player. Sure. Yeah, pro- I don't know if he's like the like I probably prefer a chain to him. Uh, maybe that's stupid. Maybe I just might be the a chain slappy, but. You know, I am too. Whatever. This is an eighteen podcast. It was yeah, going better early in the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I mean I miss you week four. Yeah, maybe maybe Tyrod, Slayton, Cup, Kyron is the way to do it because that that assumes that Tyrod is like keeping them roughly competitive, and we get four quarters of the Rams because I I think two of the three guys of the three Rams guys can get there in the same game. I don't think all three yes. can do it, but two of the three can. 
I totally agree. Um, but you know, we're, we're rooting for Puka personally, so um, I will not be playing cop out of uh, out of hope. Yeah. All right, we've got the Arizona Cardinals at the Philadelphia Eagles. Boy, I tell you what, if you would have told us six months ago that Kyler would be back and fully healthy and like scrambling and running around for this game, we would not have guessed that the Philadelphia Eagles would be 10-point favorites and that the Cardinals would have an 18-point team total. Um, Seems like Hollywood Brown is not going to be playing in this game. He's done for the year is my my read on that. So you can play McBride. I don't even like Rondale. The thing with Rondale is every time he gets the ball, I'm like, fuck, he's so good. He is so fast. He is so dynamic. And then he'll get, he'll get, he'll generate like seven yards out of nothing. And then you won't see him again for the rest of the game. He'll be like, where'd that dude go? You know? And I don't know if this is a Kyler problem. I don't know if this is a Gannon problem. I don't know if this is like whatever, but I just am not really that interested in playing any car. The Sims will love James Conner because the Sims always love James Conner because he's yes, a running back who gets like 80% of the touches and he's always like 2% owned. Uh, my favorite Eagles play after watching last week, it's DeAndre Swift. They, Let's they go. Accessed, Let's go. <laughs> they access something in the second half that they haven't had since like week three, since the, since the, not the Vikings game, but the game after it where and this is very ball knowing, so excuse me if uh, if you, this is not what you came to this podcast for. But I think the oh, I was issue gonna do with this the, exact same bit, so I'm glad you beat me to it. They don't. They never let Swift get in a rhythm. It would be like it would be like okay, you run on first down, and then we're gonna pass twice, and then we're gonna come to you yeah. again. And you know you're never getting a touchdown. Like you know when we get to the one yard line, you're never getting a touchdown. So you're basically just like uh you know window dressing down when we get into the red zone. And I just think that's like a a tough spot to be in as a running back. But clearly in that second half against the Giants, they were like we got to tighten this up. We had the dumb fumble. Like let's just do what we do. Let's let the offensive line just go nuts on this bad defensive line. And Swift looked the best he had all year. He looked incredible. So Swift, I, I'm totally going back to the well. I, I think he gets like oh. 22 carries here. Well, okay. So you open this up by being like quite suppressive against basically every member of my BBM team with the Devonte hate saying you would play cop and Kyron instead of Puka talking bad about Rondale. But now, now you're back in my good bucks. With no, this I was complimenting Swift. Rondale. I was uh, complimenting Rondale more. It's yeah. it's not his fault. Like Rondale, Rondale is is totally one of those guys where I think if some team was just like, you know what, we're gonna give you the ball a hundred times, he would give you net positive returns. Totally agree, and I hope that this is the week. Um, but uh, yeah, DeAndre Swift. I mean, I I like aged seventy years on Monday because I'm sitting there, I'm watching this game with my dad. He has the Eagles in his spread pool and I have Swift on this BBM team. And I'm just like unironically screaming to establish the run at the television for like three consecutive hours against this Giants team. And it is so weird. Like last year under Steichen, it really felt like their identity was they would come out and they would pass aggressively to open games. And Steichen always says this. He's like, you, you passed, you throw to score and you run to win. Um, But then sometimes I found like, even in games where they were kind of struggling through the air, even if they were behind, if they were in a close game, they would have these drives where they'd be like, look, we tried, we tried the analytics. We're not really throwing the ball in rhythm today. We know ultimately, like if we just want to spam Jalen Hurts zone read with our running backs for like seven consecutive plays that they can't actually stop it. 
And we're just going to do that. And they would have one of those drives in every, all these games and it would always hit them back in rhythm. And this year they just haven't been willing to do that. And it was finally against the giants that really felt like they had, you mentioned the Vikings game was another example. They're like, yes, like we're just going to run the freaking ball come over and over and over again. And they can't stop it and they couldn't stop it. And Arizona will not be able to stop it. Um, so I'm hopeful that this carries over that they don't re forget um, that they have a very good running game. Um, so I'm, I'm very into Swift this week. I, I think he's a, a massive key piece of the slate. I hope that that's true. Um, and yeah, I mean, Rondell would be nice, but I'm, I'm certainly not, uh, I'm not that enthusiastic about any Cardinal other than Trey McBride. Connor's fine, but you're not going to play Connor in a Swift lineup. Yeah. I, I think you, I think you hit the nail on the head and Jalen and AJB and Jalen and Devonta and Jalen and Dallas. I think the issue is they are so gung-ho on the rushing touchdowns now, just like as an organization. It's almost like every time they do it, they're saying, like, try and stop us, motherfucker. We know you can't. Yeah. That I don't think you really want to be double-stacking Jalen, and you really don't want to no. be double-stacking him in a game that's, like, not going to be competitive. Um, but, yeah, single single Jalen stacks are right up there with, you know, totally Lamar fun. and Josh. And, like, yeah, just, like, going to be very plus EV. I mean, they're going to they're gonna score on Arizona without any resistance. It's just, like, who gets the touchdowns before the game gets out of hand is really the, the only question with their passing game. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm with that. All right. Uh, New Orleans, Tampa Bay. I mean, every give, every week, Baker and Mike Evans. Every and Rashad yeah. White, Rashad White every week. I I got a little bit of sticker shock seeing Alvin Kamara being seventy five hundred. I mean he's probably fine. The Saints are still technically live for the playoffs. This win would actually be huge for them. This would be huge. Um, yeah. So must be Alave. Good. Alave is is a great play. Um, great play against the secondary. Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't wouldn't play Carr. Would just play Alave on his own or as a bring back. Um, Alave Alave probably going to be. He'll end, just because of his price, he'll probably end up being the guy I play the most this week, a wide receiver. Yeah, and I don't see, like, insane ownership on him either. I think he'll be in, like, the 10 to 12 range. Um, Very, very interested in Chris Olave. And, yeah, this would be – I don't have anything in this game, but this would be a game that I – honestly, I think I'd be pretty excited if I had, like, a good chunk of this game in a in a lineup. Um, Yeah, I think – uh, a lot, a lot. Of, I don't know if I'll actually get to the whole Baker stack this week, although you totally could. It'll probably just be a lave with White or a lave with Evans for me. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, Rashad White, it's like he's honestly just like he's just Every like week. boring. You know, he just gets yeah. like he just he gets he all just the touches. Gets... 21 points every week. Yeah, I don't know. And I just like never end up playing him. And I'm like, oh, you gotta get A chain in there, gotta get Bijan in there. And then Rashad White just outscores them every every single week. Every yeah. week. Yeah. Every week. Um, all right. Fuck. San Francisco at Washington. If Jacoby Brissett can keep this marginally close, just marginally, enough oh, that man. Purdy is still playing in the fourth quarter. I have a feeling the 49ers are going to go nuke because they yeah. are like they're they are licking their wounds after that horrible loss. I do think Shanahan, oh. again, you got to read it in the narratives. I think Shanahan would love to fucking put up 50 this week and be like, yeah, Purdy still the MVP, you know, Debo, Ayuk, Kittle, McCaffrey. I think you double stack Purdy. If you play him this yeah. week, I don't think you ever oh play Debo God. and Ayuk together, but you definitely no. can do it with McCaffrey or, or Kittle. I, I'm, I'm just, I have the San Francisco projections pulled up. <laughs> it's Christian insane. McCaffrey's median drafting's projection is 29.1. <laughs> what? 
watched. That's I mean, it doesn't seem wrong, but it, it seems insane. He I mean, they're they're like they're not giving touches to anyone else. They're playing him in the fourth quarter when they're up. Like it just doesn't matter. Debo grown at like that they're gonna score. High degree of confidence, insanely high degree of confidence that one of McCaffrey, Kittle, Debo, or Ayuk ends up in the optimal this week. I I would rank them uh ranked choice. Almost a lock. McCaffrey, Debo, Kittle, Ayuk, which is not to say that Ayuk is not I'm just a Debo guy. Like I think you kind of have to you have to you know, there are these camps in fantasy football, and I'm definitely in the Debo camp. And uh, yeah, I will. I will probably just say one 49er in every team I make, whichever one it might be. Yeah, um, you know, to to just continue referencing my BBM tell, um, not having a 49er on that team is like what causes me to stare at the ceiling at night and and like feel fear because it's yeah, that they're gonna score completely at will against this horrible Washington uh, team. The only hope uh, if you're fading them is that they score 35 points in the first half. One of them is a defensive touchdown and one of them is like Jawan Jennings or something. Um, Cause yeah, otherwise Juwan Jennings is, is the savior of all the, uh, the week 17 San Francisco faders. Like they're just there. It's all about Jawan Jennings. <laughs> yeah. Like, cause otherwise it's just, it's inevitable. Like they're, they're not going to get stopped at all. There's no chance. Um, and the Jacoby Brissett playing is really good for them. Like wow, the total jumped when he got announced. Um, like seven decreases. points. Like seven yeah. points it jumped. Right. And he great. He A, he's going to score more probably than Hal would. And B, he, he massively decreases the odds that San Francisco scores a defensive touchdown, which is the yes. ultimate enemy of, of any offensive player is a big favorite. So you're, Yeah. I can't imagine making a DFS lineup without a 49er in it. Yeah. Yep. I, I, I got, and I don't think you, I don't think you have to do a commander's bring back. Um, probably would make it McLaurin. Yeah. I mean, Jacoby's just gonna. Yeah. Although Chris Rodriguez season ending IR, Brian Robinson still not practicing with the hamstring. Leave a light on, leave a light on for the, I will be the last guy in the room to turn the light off on Antonio Gibson. Oh, I'm probably going to get. What's what's the other running back on the roster? Do you even know? Jonathan Williams, Alex Arma, and Derek, Derek Gore. Gore. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Derek so, Gore. Derek Gore, he of uh, Kansas City Chiefs fame. Yeah. 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 All right, maybe this is Antonio Gibbs season. It it. I mean, this is going to be eighteen Derek Gore carries. Like I can just obviously <laughs> we we know we know that's happening. Uh, all right, Pittsburgh at Seattle. Uh, I mean, how many points for for Pickens this week? Like four points or six points for Pickens after the explosion last yeah, week? Yeah, probably four or six. Sounds pretty good. Um, horrible matchup for him. Seattle's really they they run their entire defense around not giving up explosive plays to boundary wide receivers. So I would fully expect that if you got uh, your big advancement from George Pickens that he, he, you know, you say, thank you for getting me there, but I wouldn't have a lot of expectations this week. Ken Walker, phenomenal play from this game. 6,100 yeah. yep. Pittsburgh gets lit up on explosive plays through the ground. They also get lit up on explosive plays through the air. So I think both Walker and Metcalf are gold star. Yeah. I, I, I think uh, Walker is probably my favorite, like non giga chalk running back of, of the week. He just is. Um, yeah. P. Carroll loves giving that dude the ball. Loves giving that dude the ball. JSN? I uh, hope so. 
Yeah. yeah. The the JS I have this bet with Peter, and our bet was what does ETR's median projection have between Lockett and JSN in week 17? I have Lockett, he has JSN, and I, I've got him by like a point and a half right now. So I just need to avoid any uh late week. I'm seeing I'm seeing 3.1 actually. Wow. Get owned. Get owned, Peter. Old man's uh, old man. I, I hope that that projection is wrong. I hope that JSN crushes. I don't care about I don't care about the results. I don't have Lockett or JSN on my only remaining finals team. So uh yeah, I don't care. I don't yeah. care. I, I would be I'd be happy for JSN. I would be I would be I would be happy for him to capitalize. J- here, but JSN has been extremely disappointing and financially painful for almost the entire year. But the last the last second catch that kept this team alive in week 15 made it all good. So he he's, he's always in my good books forever at this point. He can do he's no wrong. He's, he's shown enough that we're going to be arguing so much about him next off season. Like yeah. he's shown just the, and if he has like a, a blow just, up game in one of these two final games or in the playoffs, like it's, you know, he's going to be the new, like Gabe Davis oh, yeah. where everyone is so polarized. The Sam Sherman content seems incredible. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, he can't. He can't wait to comp him. To He's gonna do the worst faith blind player comparison imaginable, and it's yeah. gonna be. It's gonna be great. We're gonna get. We're gonna get all the straw man Sherman tweets about JSN. It's gonna be like people are saying like he's the next Randy Moss, but actually he's like substantially worse than Josh Downs. I don't. know. It's gonna be incredible. Josh Downs probably has more fantasy points than him, if I had to guess. I I think probably yeah. Yeah, amazing. All right, the Week 17 game that I was all in on, boy fucking howdy, the Cincinnati (laughs) Bengals with the Kansas City Chiefs. Let me tell you that even if I had advanced a bunch of teams, they wouldn't (laughs) have been projecting that well because Jake Browning will be quarterbacking, Jamar Chase will not be playing, Chase Brown (laughs) is eating about 30% of Joe Mixon's touches, and uh, the Chiefs just can't complete a pass. They just like if once it gets about seven yards down the field, it's uh it's it's completely dead for them. I got two plays from this game. We've got Clyde Edwards Hilaire, Jarek McKinnon is on IR, Isaiah Pacheco, concussion. I, I'm guessing he's not playing this week. But how about the Chiefs <laughs> finally getting to what their wide receiver rotation should have been from the jump, which was Richie James, Rashi Rice, and anyone not named Marquez Valdez Scantling as the third wide receiver in that permutation. Richie James, 25 snaps last week, three targets, three receptions, 54 yards, had the only explosive play. Only play over 20 yards in the game was a Richie James 45-yarder. Richie James for the men, trust me, you all have played. You've played Mingo. You've played Zay Jones. You have played uh, Michael Wilson. You have played Justin Watson on the same. Like, trust me, you've made worse men plays. Um, yeah, but Clyde and and Clyde is a jam to me, and Richie James actually is like a pretty legit salary relief option. Yeah, Clyde is just Zeke at a lower price and a better matchup. So yep. I think that's a, a totally good play. You've been mentioning the sticker shock for different running backs. I'll, I'll admit it: sixteen hundred dollar Rasheed Rice. That was sticker shock for me. I saw that's that and I was like, "Whoa!" Shock. And then I was like, "Actually." Um, yeah, so it, it makes sense. But when I saw the Rasheed Rice 1600, 20% projected ownership, that, that, that got me, that, that got me, um, thinking he has a higher raw median projection than Travis Kelsey this week, which is, uh, like feels correct. And also weird. I mean, Kelsey can't do anything after the catch with this lower body injury that he's nursing. He can still do 
the seven yard find the seam catch it and sit down thing but like these tight end screens they're throwing have like yeah. a literal zero percent success rate like literal no chance like we'll never turn in to an explosive play travis uh honestly i i it would be i don't know what the math says that for Alice to work out but for the chiefs to not have to play their starters next week would be so big for travis because he is clearly so banged up well if they win this game that would wrap up the division, the division, right? But I think for seeding purposes, next week still matters for them almost. But like, regardless. does seeding even matter? Like, like if they get the well, four, it, the, it really, or the three, yeah. who cares? They're not getting the well, two. You really want to not play the Buffalo Bills, I think, if you are the Kansas City Chiefs. So as it sits right now, so then don't you want the four? Wouldn't you rather lose out? You'd rather lose. Yeah, you'd rather lose. Yeah, because I think well, so right now the I I'm projecting it to go Ravens. Ravens are fuck are the Browns gonna be the two seed? The Browns are gonna be the five, I think. The Browns are gonna be the five because the Ravens are gonna because, win the division. Because because Buff, if Miami loses this week and the Browns win out, then they're 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 for sure the five because Buffalo and Miami play each other in the last week. Yeah. So then the loser of that is the six, and the winner of that's the three. Kansas City just needs to do whatever they can to not have to play Buffalo in the literal first round of the playoffs. Right. So Casey, I think. I think you're actually like like Buffalo could end up the five. It's it's possible, but I think it's the most likely scenario is that the is that the loser of the AFC East ends up being the six seed, which means that Casey is, is honestly like benefited by losing. All right, well, whatever. Rest up, Travis. Get healthy. I don't even have it in me to play Mahomes this week. Honestly, like I really don't. <laughs> I it's just. It's too it's too painful. It's too painful to uh to watch. I mean, do you think All this right. team has like any chance in the playoffs? Like if if you're like when you're ripping gauntlet drafts, do you still have the like Yes. Do you still have it within you to homer stack the Chiefs? So the reason why I still have it in me to homer stack the Chiefs is that they will minimum be playing in the first week and they their ADPs true. their ADPs correspond very nicely with the San Francisco 49ers because you can actually start true. you can you can now start Debo, like if you get super lucky, yeah, not even super lucky, like 10% ADP draft lucky, you could start Debo, Purdy, Kittle, which I did twice already this morning, and you can still get Mahomes because people are so over it. So you can start yeah. and you can have, and then, and then you can take even take another AFC team. You could, you could do Bills, you could do James Cook, Gabe Davis, A Chain whoever and you can take your last two picks as chiefs guys you can take clyde and richie james or whoever is your last two picks that's the only reason i do it if they if i if they were right. if 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 i was not like so gung-ho on just taking these 49ers with a bye week like the bills are a better bet than them right now i think i agree plus the chiefs like weird ass wide receiver rotations right they they actually become helpful in this tournament where just the setup is such that a six point score might actually be the difference between you winning and losing the tournament. And so just knowing that there will be chiefs who will run routes at the, in the very last round of the draft is like, it's, actually it's just the benefit. particulars of the tournament. That's like, yeah, like you should just be taking, like if you have like a full built out NFC team, Eagles, Cowboys, 49ers, whatever, you should right. be taking a lot of like Noah Gray, Richie James, nine ten. Yeah, like it's stuff. it's nice that like McCole Hardman is drafted in like five percent of these and will probably run fifteen routes in a Chiefs Super Bowl. Um, and you can in you can a just very get that. fictional Chiefs Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> yeah. All right. Final game. Not a good one. Easton Stick takes on Jarrett Stidham. <laughs> I mean, Javante, I guess. Sutton, I guess. I, I probably will. I honestly like Gerald Everett, maybe. That's probably Gerald Everett's probably the best play in this game. This game was voted uh, most likely to never show up on your red zone screen. Yeah, this game sucks. Yeah, I, it's just like whatever. There's not even a cheap guy you really want to play. Like Palmer, not even that cheap. Quentin Johnson, like I, I ain't leaving a light on for Quentin. Um, I don't even know if I have it within my heart to like Galbrain Eckler and then not 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 match up. I guess I do. Yeah. I just mentioned it, but I feel bad about it as soon as I said it. Yeah. All right. Uh, what are you planting your flag on? CJ Stroud, Nico Collins. I started my season uh, basically with a summer worth of flag planting CJ Stroud and Nico Collins. Um, no longer, no longer there for being the best ball streets, but hopefully they come through in the DFS streets in week 17. Yeah, you were you were the big Nico guy. I gotta I gotta give you credit for that. I I probably was like not that interested in him, and you got me uh, into into taking. I wish I would have for every Bateman team. I wish was a Nico Collins team instead. I tell you I wish, that much. I wish that they didn't get hurt immediately before the best ball playoffs and get all of those teams eliminated and break my heart. But uh, we had a good run while it lasted. Nico and CJ. All right, I am gonna flag plant Debo as the 49er who ends up in the optimal. Cup as the Ram who ends up in the optimal and a chain as my slappy 3% play. Nice. Love yeah. that. And Isaiah likely Isaiah likely yes. over Trey McBride. Yeah. Um, there we go. All right, there we go. Everyone. Thanks for listening. We will be back for week 18 in seven days. See you later. Sweet. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions.